What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. The weather is heating up, which means summer is almost here. Macy's is my go-to place for summer fashion, and I'm getting so excited just looking at Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside essentials. Macy's has everything you need for any summer occasion, your summer trip, wedding, or graduation. Macy's has you covered. You can shop all your favorite brands like DKNY, Michael Kors on 34th. Shop at Macy's.com or in store. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Rachel D'Alto is going to be on this week's Wine About It Thursday episode. Um, she is a communication and relatability expert, media personality, keynote speaker, MC, and the author of Relatable, How to Connect with Anyone, Anywhere, Even If It Scares You. Let's get her on. I barely brushed my hair today. Girlfriend, I have no makeup on. I don't think I brushed my hair either. You're good. Awesome. Okay, you are, cool. you are yeah, so I good. Like, I'm a mess. We've got so much noise. So hopefully you can't hear anything. Rachel, where do you where do you live? I'm in New Jersey. Okay. Is that where you're born and raised? Yeah, I was actually I I was born and raised like 10 minutes from here. And uh I went away from hot minute, almost went to LA like 10 years ago and then it, I ended up falling in love and ruined my life because I have to stay here in New Jersey now. <laughs> so your husband was from New Jersey? He's in New Jersey. Actually, we're getting married in about a month. Um, oh, but we've been together Yeah. And uh, so he lives here and had kids and so kind of like firmly planted, sure. which is fine. Did, yeah. How long were you guys dating for? Um, we've been dating for, so actually the LA move started, the idea started like 10 years ago and I was going to do it. We got together six years ago. Okay. So right around there where I was, I was looking at places and then I met him. Oh, I love that. And then you said he's got kids. He's got kids. I've got kids. We have a lot of kids. Um, (laughs) so it's, it is a busy household, but they're, they're a little bit older. So it's not that kind of crazy, you know, like there's no toddlers running around anymore. People like my, my daughter, my youngest is 13. And so she's pretty self-sufficient. How is that 13 girl? Um, it depends on the day. I have to say she was much crazier as a young child than she is as a 13 year old. She's actually really kind and kind of quieter and just not, she's not a jerk yet. So that's cool. Yeah. It's usually that happens. (laughs) 
Well, it's, it's like, I think I was 15 when I went to the jerk. I don't like it or like, but I, I've heard that it gets now like, you know, 13, 14 is like, yeah, I'm prepared. Like I I'm prepared. I just, um, I like wine, so that's helpful. And I feel like it's going to be okay. Right. Um, and she is like, she's the youngest of everyone. So I feel like what's your oldest 22 you like from you from me okay <laughs> from me <laughs> i mean you look like you're like in your early 30s oh you're my new best friend no, no but i'm serious like how, how old are you i'm 43 yeah you don't so then okay so then you started young having kids then i was yeah i was still super young but um yeah so i had him when i was 21 and uh he is actually graduating from college in oh, like two weeks that's and he's awesome. in the background seeing me trying to get a, an apartment because he found a job and he's like going to become a member of society. And I feel very proud that I have not raised a degenerate yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still time. So, <laughs> so your book though, I'm, it's called relatable. And I, I was reading the, the breakdown of it. And was there something like in your life where you're like, were you socially awkward? Like, how did you get into this? Uh, like w- with your, with your book? Yeah, it's it's definitely spawned from uh, my own journey. I definitely was very socially awkward when I was younger. I was actually part of the the opening story in the book as I talk about kind of how desperate I was for friendship because by fifth grade, I was eating lunch with my teacher and it just was, you know, it was kind of a bummer. Uh, but it was just one of those experiences where I realized how important it was to develop those social skills and, and put yourself in the positions where you could find people and find friends. And so as I got older and, you know, things started to shift in seventh, eighth grade. And then by the time I got to high school, I felt like I was kind of doing okay. And then it, it definitely, my skills continued to grow, but then I always saw where people who had that social anxiety or social awkwardness would have such troubles. And it was just really difficult to, to connect with people. And it has such an impact on our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think some of the social skills that people suffer or deal with in um, conversations and social settings? Yeah, I think, well, there's a couple things. I think the initial conversation is always difficult for people. I hear so often, whether we're talking about it from a dating standpoint and it's trying to, you know, start a conversation with someone they're interested romantically to even making friends. I have a friend who just moved to Florida and she's trying to meet new people. And she's, she calls me, she's like, Rachel, it's so difficult to start a conversation with someone and not feel weird and uncomfortable. And, and I think, above all, we're just afraid. We're afraid of being rejected. We're afraid of being judged. And so instead of putting ourselves out there and beginning those conversations, we just, you know, we, we don't do it. Right. And then it becomes harder when you're not doing it because I think social skills are like a muscle and, and the more that you do it and the more conversations you have, the easier it becomes, but it's, it's kind of jumping off that ledge that people have the initial trouble with. Yeah. I, it's interesting. Cause like I'll have conversations with my brother and you know, he's a very, um, we're, we're very opposite. He's one of my closest friends, but he's, he's very introverted. Um, he's very quiet. He's also the funniest person in a room if he can open up. And when he really gets to know someone like that's when he really opens up, but we were saying something and, you know, I could just tell that he was a little bit down and 
I'm like, Steve, why don't you go out with, you know, some of your friends? Like, I don't have any friends. And I'm like, well, because you're choosing that. Like, you're not putting yourself out there to do it. And it's like, I know that it's, it like, you know, your friend said, like, it is, it's so hard. But like, if you don't, then you have no friends. So I'm like, both, like, both options don't look good to me. But I'd rather try than like, not, you know, so I'm like, all you have to do, he's like, well, what am I supposed to say? And I'm like, well, just be like, hey, do you want to go grab a beer? He's like, oh, you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, come on. Yeah. Well, we overthink it, right? Yeah. Everything comes down to overthinking. Oh my gosh. How, why, what will they think if I say this? Or what will they think if I say that? And then especially for introverts too, because it's so much energy expended. So then it's, then they start thinking, am I going to waste my energy on this person? And so it becomes this cycle and then they end up not connecting with anyone and that doesn't work for them either. Yeah. And then what about for the people? Cause I used to do this. Like I would, I tried too hard. Right. So I would like insert myself in conversations. And like, now if someone does that, it, it actually drives me crazy. Cause I'm like, this person's trying too hard to like be in this conversation. And now I'm actually, and now I'm annoyed. And now I'm in a, you know, and I have a really hard time like hiding that. Um, so I'm like, but I'm also have empathy too to go. I used to be that person as well, trying to insert myself because I wanted, you know, I wanted a friend or I wanted someone to like me or I wanted. And so it's like, you want to be a part of it, but also if you insert yourself too much, then you're just looked at as as this annoying person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the challenge with that is, you know, it's, it's using that skill and, and it's finding those situations where you're accepted in them and then constantly adjusting to read the room. And, and I think that's something that grows with more emotional intelligence, but you have to keep doing it. Even if you are in those beginning stages, that person that people might find a little bit annoying, that's okay. Um, Those just probably aren't your people to start talking to initially. You're going to have to find, you know, some people who are probably a little bit more like you and, and just allow yourself the ability to work on them. Uh, But I get it too, because I see that you know, we all have kind of different radars and, you know, that pick me energy can be kind of a turnoff. So self-awareness around that can be kind of good, but also I'd rather people do something and do it wrong than do nothing and, and not have a possibility of, you know, at least throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't want anyone to like, I don't want my brother to not have friends or, or, you know, it's like, I want people to there's certain people that I'm like, Oh, I'd love to be, you know, closer with them or in that mom group or, um, but at the same time, I'm also like, I'm very happy with my queendom of friends and the, the tribes, because it is, it's not so much rejection now. It's the time that I do have that I'm like, I've got kids. I'm a single mom. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm already spread so thin. And I feel like, you know, there's people that like invite me to places. I'm like, I want to go like, because I'm like, I see them trying and like, I also want to, but I'm just physically don't like have the time or the capacity to like fit other people into like my space. And so like trying to figure that piece out too, has been, you know, an interesting in this age. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I've, I've been there, obviously we were just saying, I, Mm -hmm. you know, I was a single mom and trying to figure out who's kind of energy worthy, who's babysitter worthy was my question, (laughs) you know, whether it was a friend or date, I I thought, you know, I really like my couch, but I want to make sure that the, the use of my time is, is well spent. And, 
the beauty of it is though, is that you have those people in your world that fill you up. You have your kids who, you know, that's a, that's a socialization right there that, that a lot of people don't have. And you, you sound like you have a group of friends and all it takes is one. I think that's something I would love people to understand is you don't have to have this monster group of people. You don't have to feel bad because you only have one really good friend. You just need to find that person that kind of gets you and supports you and gives you that, that access to socialization to really offset so many negative consequences of, of loneliness. Right. Yeah, no, I love that. Like, I I feel like I have like my, 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 I, I say like, I got like five, right. Cause it's like, they're, but I, I agree with you. Like you only truly do need one, but I love the the small group that I do have that it's um, because different opinions, right? So sometimes we can fall. Like I remember when I just had one, there, I probably wasn't, um, like I needed someone to combat me a little bit more instead of stay in my misery with me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So like that probably wasn't the best one that I had, but I think I almost attracted the one just because like, I wanted that, like, yeah, you're totally right kind of person. And, but that's just in in this day and age is not the healthiest thing to have. So it's like, you know, realizing that like, okay, you need maybe a a well-rounded group of like people that will kind of either a call you on your stuff, be there for you, support you, all of it, you know? Absolutely. Well, even talking about romantic relationships, obviously you don't want your, you don't want to put all of your expectations for every facet of your personality and your life on one person, on your partner. Mm -hmm. And so having a group of people where it's like, I know for me, I I have the friend that I call if I need to cry. I have the friend that I call if I need to have my butt kicked. I have the friend, you know, that probably isn't listening when I call (laughs) for for different aspects of our lives and, and, you know, acknowledging that and being aware of it can actually really benefit you. Yeah. That's, that's so true. I definitely could like label each one, like which one I would call for or, you know, uh, what is, (laughs) yeah, truly, what is your biggest piece of advice for the person that is uncomfortable, like starting that conversation? Like, I know you said, well, it's better to try, but like, is there something that can like, if there's socially awkward, but also just, you know, not comfortable and opening up as well. Cause I, for me, it's like, I can go in and I'll tell you my whole life story. When I meet you other people it's in, and when people, when, when people don't, I'm like, Oh, they're still, they're too closed off for me. But it's like, that's actually not true. They just need a minute to warm up. Right. Or, you know, some people just aren't as willing to share certain things with complete freaking strangers. Um, but like, what, what would you say for the people that like, are just like, they want, they want to, they're just shy. I think the baby steps is where it is, you know, and, and it's really about finding certain situations where you're more comfortable than others and not judging yourself. If you're, you know, choosing kind of an easier path or, or finding people who feel more friendly and really just choosing where you're going to take that initial step in a space that feels more nurturing. And for some people, and I know this is probably going to be, I don't know if the word controversial is really it, but you know, it is controversial when we think about online, offline. And if someone's super shy and they want to start those connections and they want to start connecting with people, maybe it's someone that they knew in school, or maybe it's somebody they've been connected with online that they want to get to know better, start online, send messages, you know, start commenting on their Instagram or their TikToks and and starting to have a conversation that way so that it feels more comfortable 
in real life, you know? And, and so that's kind of like a really super baby step where people feel a lot more confident in who they are because they're able to very curate their, their, what they say. And then it's really just finding people. I think that you have commonality with is something that always to me creates this opportunity to have a good reception. So if, you know, maybe your brother is a musician and he finds, you know, some music related uh, group or some music related event where it's smaller and intimate and people are having conversations, being able to talk about something that you're passionate about or interested in is so much easier than talking about yourself. Mm-hmm. So really finding kind of those those segues into something that could turn into a vulnerable conversation, but starts off as like, oh my gosh, you know, I just took this crazy kickboxing class um, versus I'm going to tell you my deep, dark secrets. Right. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Was there a chapter in the book where you had a difficult time writing because of something that you personally struggle with? 
Um, I think sharing about my first marriage was the hardest one, mm. just because one, I, you know, you, you've been there, it's kind of hard to write about those things. And, and it's also, I was very protective of my kids, because I knew at some point, not that they'll ever pick up my book, I think they've picked it up. I don't know if they've opened it. Uh, but you know, I want to make sure that I'm respectful of the fact that I'm talking about things that are part of their life too. And so that was the hardest part is, and that for me is an interesting thing to think about because I'm all about vulnerability Mm -hmm. and I'm all about sharing the parts of us that aren't so pretty. And that was a, and a very, very important part of my life that was not the prettiest Mm -hmm. and was probably the most difficult and, and (laughs) the most growth associated with it. Mm -hmm. Do you think you found a good balance with it? I do. I made a lot of people read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like, yeah. I don't trust myself. And, you know, probably the the version that I wrote for this book would have been different 10 years ago. You know, the book that, that I wrote today is very different than the book that I that I would have written five years ago. So I, I think that changed. So a lot of times when we're sharing personal information or vulnerable stories, we have to make sure that edge is off. And yeah. so that's been filed down quite a bit over the years. I, I hear you. I'm kind of working on something and I've had to go back now countless times to go, okay, not as hurt right now. I'm going to take this and, and there's also protection of kids and it's also, you know, but also telling the truth and, you know, my version and, you know, so it's like, it's, it's interesting though, when I have like gone back to kind of like relook at things I'm like, you see your growth in that too, the things that you want to yeah. take away because you're like, well, does that really need to be in there? Because like, who is that really? It's like, it's all, you know, divorce is tough. It's icky. It's hard. We all have feelings and stuff with it. It's like, but if you can be proud of what comes out and go, you know, I, I walked away with this. Here's my story. It wasn't, it's not easy to tell. And I did it the best I could, you know? So I think that's, that's great that you did that. That's such an important filter to push it through of like, and also just realizing what is the service here? Yeah. You know, what, what does the story serve and, and, and figuring out what elements serve the purpose of, of actually putting it out there. Sure. Exactly. What do you want people to walk away from the most with your book? I want them to walk away with hope. And it sounds so Pollyanna when mm-hmm. I say that out loud. I don't think I've ever said that I, I, like that before, but that's really what I, what I want because it really does upset me how lonely this world is. Mm-hmm. And I, I know how horrible that feels because I've been there. And so if I could allow people to walk away with hope of actually curing some of that loneliness and connecting with people and then utilizing it, part of the reason why I, wa- I, I wrote the book the way I did is because there's so many different facets of, of connection. There's so many different facets of relationships, whether it's friendship, whether it's workplace relationships, or if it's romantic, I want people to, to be better in all of those, because I know that when you have good relationships in all of those areas, you're better, you feel mm-hmm. better, your life is better, you're happier. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everybody go get Rachel D'Alto's book, Relatable, How to Connect with Anyone, Anywhere, Even If It Scares You. And it's all scary. So it (laughs) is. It's all scary, but (laughs) books like that will help you get to the first step. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And good luck with all the construction. (laughs) Thank you. you We're all sorry. No, we're all on the journey of construction. You know, it's just life. (laughs) Like we're all, we're all constructing as we go. So yes, right outside my window. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But thank you and congrats on your book. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a All great right. rest of your day, too, everyone. All right, bye. Mm-hmm. Bye.
Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 